So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media? Source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. The cops who are executing search warrant, arrest warrant, whatever, where any police interaction can result in death. And it seems like they're treating it with the same level of seriousness that you would treat something like, hey, did I leave the light on? Like they're not double, triple, quadruple checking this paperwork to make sure, do I have the right address? Do I have the right name? Is all my T's crossed, all my I's dotted before I go in here to, to execute this warrant that's gonna allow me to deprive somebody of their liberty where things could escalate and I end up depriving them of their life. And it's not treated with that level of seriousness, you know what I mean? To where you're kicking in the wrong door and you got this woman in handcuffs who's butt-ass naked, you know, and, and you don't even have the decency to cover her up until after minutes and minutes and minutes of all these men in her house while she's naked or whatever, all over your body cameras and shit like that or whatever, you know? The shit is just foul, man. Yeah. Yeah, that one is that one is completely different. I, I wonder what takes... Why does it take two years? I wonder if it's maybe just because... They wait for them to go to to trial or, you know, like what what would take it two years for something like that to surface? That part is not clear to me. Um, the only thing I understand from that is that there's like some kind of, of like review board process or something that um, <clears throat> that uh, uh, folks in Chicago are looking at. And apparently the cops uh, uh participation in this thing it must be voluntary or something you know and it could have things to do with like their union and, and things like that but i don't understand you know to your point is you know the the city of chicago who employs these police officers are doing a, 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 an investigation to figure out what the fuck happened here i don't know why it takes two right. years all those cops still work for the city of chicago why can't their commander come in and say hey johnson you need to go meet with the review board or whatever. That shit needs to be done by, you know, one o'clock before you go on shift or whatever. Right. And, and and then it's just that. And if you don't do it, then, you know, I, in my opinion, I would say you're going to be let go. But in this case, they can't just fire them because of their, their contracts and shit like that with the union. But it just kind of goes to the problem of how much power police unions have and one of the, the 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 greatest use of that power um, they've done is to essentially remove accountability from police departments. Yeah. To where th these these cops, I mean, and I get it. Like from what the cops said on camera and in the video that I saw the, the news report, it seems like the paperwork got fucked up somewhere in the pipeline. Like maybe they submitted it saying one two three Main Street to the court, and then when the court sent it back, it said one three two Main Street, and nobody double checked that. You know what I mean? Right. And shit happens, right? And luckily, shit happened in this case, and this woman didn't lose her life. But instead of saying, what did we do wrong here so we don't do that the next time? How do we fix this? How do we make this right for this woman that we essentially embarrassed? It's we have to delay, we have to deny, and then we're going to defend. Because that's usually what uh, um, uh, uh, 
police departments do when it comes to accountability for them is to delay, deny, and then defend, you know, and, and the shit is just truly fucked up that these people who are supposed to be public servants, you know, people who are supposed to be defending us seem mm-hmm. like they're against us, you know? You know, yeah. And when you watch the video, you know, as soon as as soon as they pop in, she's like, what's going on? You know, like she's yeah. pleading with them, like, what's going on? Why are you here? What's going on? Why are you here? You know, so it it, it, it takes all of two minutes for you. And realistically, I would assume that it's probably part of, um, you know, their policy and procedures for them to let somebody know why they're fucking there before they just go ape shit crazy. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? um serving a warrant or not right if you're like hey is this person here i'm pretty sure they have to ask hey is this person here this is what we're here for well here's the paperwork <laughs> you know what i'm saying if you're not yeah. if if you're not in there um if you're not in there running to uh to to get somebody that's like a known felon you know that might have just killed a cop or some shit like that and you know he's in there armed and dangerous that kind of shit that they that they were doing was it's just out of control, man. They just got to do a better job than that. It's just not, yeah, it's not man. right. Not right. It's in, um, in fucking sane. Yeah, man. All right. So let's get back to oh, and, and yeah, we'll come back to that. Uh, let's let's go ahead and get into some of this. Have you watched any of the preseason before we start looking at the picks? The NBA preseason, nah. Right? I've seen like all. a couple of highlights on uh Sports Center, but I haven't watched any games. Okay, okay. Yeah, I've been I've been um watching and it seems like you know what's pretty interesting is it's a shortened preseason. Um it was a shortened off season for some and a long off season for some. Um, but it seems like the teams that it was a longer off season for, like New Orleans, they've been playing their their starters a lot more in preseason. So like um uh zion is averaging like 30 minutes in in preseason yeah yeah um i mean obviously you're seeing lebron ad they're playing like the first half you know and then they're sitting out which is rightfully so um and and a a number of other stars are either just sitting out completely the older ones you know chris paul's of the world and stuff like that um but uh yeah just been i've been watching it and um it's been pretty interesting. I I'm excited for for this season. Um I hope they do everything to keep people safe, you know, the fan stuff is going to be concerning, especially since they're starting the season right around how well on the holiday. Um you know, and people are just being irresponsible uh, as it is during the holidays. I saw I saw a fucking party last night. Um it wasn't even a holiday party. It was just somebody Somebody that I follow in um, New York that he was just like, hey, I feel like throwing a party two weeks ago, right? Throws together some flyers, rents a fucking uh, hall. Um, there was probably easily about 150, 200 people in there, right? And as he's showing the video, they're they're and it's a headphone party. So have you seen headphone parties where everyone has headphones on? Mm-hmm. There's generally three different stations. So the music's not playing loudly. There's no speakers or anything like that, right? Everyone has okay. headphones on, right? Um, and I've seen these before, and they're they seem interesting. You tune to a certain station. Uh, there's three different DJs, you know, and you might have soca, you know, depending on what you're listening to. You might hear reggae, you might hear hip hop, right, or Spanish, whatever, right? And so 
But because of that, your knee jerk is to, to sing the lyrics, right? Because yeah. you have headphones on. So he's recording and you hear like you see like there's a an image of what he's recording and almost everyone has the red on, right? Because it was red for one station, green for another, right? Everyone has the red on. And it apparently it was a popular song. So everyone's yelling it, you know, at the top of their lungs. Naturally, yeah. saliva. You know what I mean? That's all I could see. Droplets. I could think, right? Droplets. <laughs> and uh do you think there were a lot of masks in there? No. No, no, there were not. <laughs> every video he recorded, he did not have a mask on. And every video where there was a little bit of light where you could see people's faces in the background, no masks. So, yeah, that's going to be a thing. That's going to be a thing. Um, and this was like an NBA player or just like some guy? No, no, this was just a random guy. But I'm just I was just saying that to say, you know, to to mention how irresponsible people have been. And, you know, with the NBA starting, they got to be careful. Um, am right. I right? The, the thing that worries me about the about the NBA. Is. Go back to beginning of football season and remember when we watch Hard Knocks mm -hmm. and uh, the guy, I can't remember his name, but the older dude who's the offensive lineman on the Rams with him and his whole family. Yeah. When him and his whole family got COVID, they got mm -hmm. it because their nanny went to a restaurant with some friends, contracted it there, and then gave it to them at their home watching their kids, right? Yep. And so just think about like how easy it is for it to spread. But at least in the NFL, these guys play on Sunday. Sometimes you might get the Thursday night game, Monday night game, whatever. But then you're off for a full week. So if yeah. you test positive on Thursday or something like that, they can catch that. The NBA – you might play on Monday, Tuesday on a back-to-back, -back, Wednesday off, play again on Thursday, and then you're – because sometimes they, they, they say once you've been exposed, you got to give it like three to five days to kind of get in your system to be able to test positive, right? Oh, so sure. you play Monday, Tuesday, off Wednesday, play again Thursday, and then you pop positive on Friday. What does the NBA do in that point now? Because you play for the Cavs and you play the Bucks on Monday – you play New York on 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 Tuesday, and then you play the Heat on on Thursday, and then you test positive on Friday. But now the Heat played the Lakers after playing you, and then they play Houston, and then Houston played New Orleans. You you see where I'm going with this shit? You yep. know what I'm saying? So that's why the bubble made so much sense. But now that they're not doing the bubble, I could see COVID getting out of control in the league. If a player ends up popping positive, even if it was no fault of their own, and you had a situation like we had in the, in the NFL where a nanny got the player sick, you know, no questions, no question about that. They play games way too frequently for them mm -hmm. to have, you know, um, unnecessary exposure, uh, we'll call it right. Um, yeah. I do agree with you, man. I agree with you there 100%, especially with those back-to-backs. And maybe, I mean, have we seen, I haven't really taken a look at the schedule, but maybe they should have taken that into account and really thought about that with the, um, you know, with the scheduling and try to give as many days in between as possible. Granted, um, you know, the incubation period um, of, of COVID, there's just, there's so much time and so much room for, for error there. Um, but uh, they did so good with the fucking bubble, man. And I hope they don't revert. And I hope Adam Silver doesn't fuck his name up 
because yeah. it's like, well, fuck it, I'm getting pressure, you know, because that's generally what that is. That that's what it amounts to is pressure. Um, and I think the pressure is coming from the players. Like I don't know if you saw that interview with LeBron where he was talking about the bubble, and like I'm I'm hearing it and I'm like I get what he's saying, you know, but sometimes I think these guys can be a little tone deaf. Like when they like remember when they first went in the bubble and people were like, man. Look at this fucking hotel room, da da da, and it's like, yeah, this hotel room is like the size of some people's fucking two bedroom apartments, like, and you're mm-hmm. you bitching, you know what I mean? <laughs> and so, um, LeBron was was doing the thing, and he was like, man, people don't understand how hard the bubble was. It was eight weeks, and you in there, and you don't have your family, you know, you can't sleep in your own bed, you know, you can't see your kids, you don't have your chef, and I'm like, your chef, like. <laughs> You know where else you don't have all of that? <laughs> in heaven, nigga. Or hell. Or in a box, if you don't believe in those two. <laughs> and I'm thinking, like, you know, I get it. Like, this is what you're used to. This is how you live your life to be able to do the things that, that you do or whatever. You know, you got a chef and a personal trainer and all that kind of shit like that or whatever. But, you know, sometimes you should just keep certain shit like that to yourself. When you look at week after week after week, we're seeing hundreds of thousands of people following new unemployment claims and like not existing brand new unemployment claims you know and people are tuned to the news every day to see if the government's gonna send them 600 fucking dollars and you're talking about man this bubble was terrible i was was so hard my chef (laughs) (laughs) i had to eat chicken nuggets you know (laughs) like 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 fucking john is like man i had to stand online fucking six hours at the unemployment office to fill out this form to get 200 bucks and you like then you think that's bad i didn't have my chef for eight weeks imagine <laughs> imagine the life listen just read the room man that's all exactly a little better these exactly. cats i tell you um yeah but we'll see man nba has looked okay um you've seen guys out there balling some of these rookies look pretty good um mm-hmm. you know ej's not here to talk about it but uh uh their little rookie that they brought in i forget his name um can't get it off the top of my head but he's looked pretty good too um so yeah i'm excited man uh friday's got i didn't realize yesterday there was football so we missed our picks yesterday uh, there is a football game Friday as well, apparently. Um, on or is Friday Christmas? On Friday Christmas. What, what's Christmas? Friday, yeah. I think Christmas is Friday. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, there's a football game on Christmas, and there's uh, obviously basketball on Christmas. There's always football on Christmas. Or I'm sorry, there's always basketball on Christmas, but there's a football game yeah. on Christmas as well on Friday. I think it's uh, Minnesota and someone else. So that's gonna be interesting, man. Friday's. Friday's going to be a good look, you know, I, I I guess maybe, you know, this is a way for people to possibly stay inside, you know, yeah. stay the fuck home, watch Wonder Woman at your own house, watch, <laughs> at your own, own house, right? watch Wonder Woman, watch basketball, watch football, um, you know, and relax, man. Yeah. But, um, yeah, let me get, so I, I started talking about it, but, uh, I am now the king, um, I have the uh, the throne. Real, real quick, Steve. Yes. Real quick before you go to that, uh, since you're on NBA. I don't know if you saw I put in the chat. Uh, Rudy Gobert signed a uh, five-year, $205 million extension with the Jags. 
Yo, I think the NBA just got money just to throw around, dog, because <laughs> holy moly. Don't get me wrong. Rudy Gobert is a good player, and um, he's – I mean, if you really think about it from a defensive standpoint, um, centers and things like that, he he's valuable. That's a lot of fucking money, though, dog. Between him yeah. and uh, and Paul George, they just yeah. giving money away. <laughs> But I mean, you, you figure that they're spreading money between fifteen guys. You know, you got a salary cap of like a hundred million dollars. You got fifteen guys. Of the fifteen, maybe four or five of them might be double-digit salary. You know, all the rest is you know three million, six million. You got a couple of guys on your team who only make a few hundred thousand. <laughs> I mean, right? Those guys who don't normally play, they just practice and be hype man on the bench you know (laughs) don't have a chef (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) so you know um so yeah man it's 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 crazy the amount of money um being thrown about in the the league you know i think i think i read something that said like over jordan's entire career i think he made something like 80 90 million dollars like in nba contract money not not you know the endorsements all stuff like that and you have these guys making that shit like on a contract you know what i mean like this yeah. is something this dude made the best player in the world made this money over his whole career and these dudes are getting that shit in the con- like shit lebron's new contract he just signed is fucking two years 90 million you know what I'm saying? Mm. <laughs> he's in year 17 right so, yeah that's crazy man yeah they just got money there, man and that just goes to show yeah. right fucking meanwhile our teachers are out here fucking putting their their lives on the line, you yeah. know, for for kids to uh, to further their education, and we don't appreciate it. Some of us mm-hmm. do. Bulk of people are not appreciating. Yeah, but that's a lot of money, man. That's a lot of money. I take a little bit of that. Just give me ten percent. Yeah. Yes, he's upgrading to the chef. The chef package. Yeah, and 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 and, and we give him two hundred million dollars. To the guy who decided when COVID came out, it was a joke and touched a bunch of microphones and spread the fucking disease. Yo, I forgot that was Rudy Gobert who did that shit. <laughs> He's the reason the NBA shut down. Yo. <laughs> so he either saved some people, like, he's, oh, man, yeah, fucking Gobert. <laughs> wow, uh, I forgot about that shit. <laughs> yep, funny man, go bear. Mm-hmm. Um, so we missed uh, we missed the picks for uh, Thursday and last night. Um, no, I last... thought we got Thursday in. Did we get Thursday's game? Let me see. Yeah, we we got we picked it. Um, Chargers and Raiders. We picked. I believe we picked that game. No, we didn't. We ended oh, Baltimore shit. Cleveland. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then last night, um, Buffalo became the AFC North uh, or AFC East champions. East, yep. East, um, by beating the shit uh, out of Denver and Green Bay. I was scared in that game. Why? Oh, Josh Allen. Yeah, for fantasy, I got Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs, and when they first got up on them. I'm like, fuck, man. Am I going to get any more points? <laughs> yeah, and usually fuck Saturday playoffs. <laughs> Saturday games and, and even Thursday games, you know, quite frankly, are not always 
the best with uh with fantasy. But yeah, I mean, Josh Allen is carrying. He's carrying the fuck out of you right now. Yeah. And me I too. I got him too. in another league, so in the money league. I so. needed that shit too because I played Keenan Allen on Thursday night, and he didn't do shit. He had like two points, two fantasy points. So, um, so I needed that big performance from him and Diggs. They they combined and got me um, like uh, like sixty seven points, something like that, or whatever. Just the two of them. So that was huge for me. Yeah, yeah. Um. I know one thing. You better get you a tight end, and that's what you better do. Yeah, no, I am. I'm, I just I haven't decided because oh, the thing with Keenan Allen was that he was coming off of uh, a hamstring, and so at first they were saying he wasn't going to play, and then they were saying he was going to play, and I wasn't sure what's going to happen. And I'm like, it's a fucking fantasy playoffs. He's not listed as questionable. They say he's playing. You got to go with your best guy. So I put him in there, and then he was in there like as a fucking decoy or something. So that shit fucked me. And so now I'm like, I get it when you play fantasy. You might have a player that don't do that don't do anything. But it's the fucking the game to go to the championship. I can't have that happen twice at premier receiver and then tight end. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah so yeah. <laughs> so I'm kind of just waiting to see what's good what's up with Gasecki or whatever before I put the other guy in. True. True. Because since Tua be since since Tua became the starter. He don't throw the deep ball a lot. So them short to intermediate passes, that's kind of where he's been living, and that's Gasecki's wheelhouse, you know? So I've been eating off the fucking PPR with that guy. Yeah, that's generally generally what you're going to get from young quarterbacks anyway. You know, young quarterbacks, mm-hmm. backup quarterbacks, they're going to they're gonna hit the check or they're going to hit the um, uh, the tight end a lot. So, yeah, um, yeah there's some opportunity there for sure. Uh, if he's healthy, if Gusecki's healthy, yeah. Um, all right, so we only have 11 games left to pick, I believe, from what we missed out on. Um, some one o'clock games. We'll start with, um, you, you didn't do the standings, I, I, I interrupt you. Oh, you, that's you right. Trying to talk about like how you know you're, you're winning and all of this, you know, rah rah shit. <laughs> That's true. I probably, you know, I should act like I've been here since I win a lot. Um, <laughs> last week was a rough week for you. You went eight and eight um, because you had some some picks with the heart. You went with Miami. You let EJ talk you into the Giants. <laughs> oh, man, you guys was fucked up. Uh, you went eight and eight. You and EJ were on some shit last week. EJ went nine and seven. Um, and I went 14 and two and, um, the two that I missed, we all had the same ones. We all had New Orleans over Philly and we all had Carolina over Denver. Uh, but if they would have all, if they would have both hit, man, that would have been a a sweep 16 for 16. But anyway, I went 14 too. So that brings me to 119 and 69 on the season brings you to 116 and 72, three back on the season. And then EJ back four from you at 112 and 76. So let's get moving. We have the San Francisco 49ers going into Jerry's world to play America's team. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys today. That's our EJ first took the 49ers in that one. EJ's got the 49ers. All right. San Francisco yeah. for EJ. What's up? What's your uh, for that one? 
I'm gonna. Uh, what's the word on Zeke? I, I, I thought I read something about an injury or something. They're saying he's gonna play. Um, he's a ham. He's a hamstring. Uh, I'm oh. sorry. I think it's a hamstring. I could be wrong. I don't think it actually. Let me double check that because I could be wrong. It may not actually be a hamstring. I know. Give me two seconds. But I know they're saying he's playing. Uh, oh, it's his calf. Calf injury. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's still bad for a running back. Hammy calf. Um, fuck it. I'm still going Dallas on that. I mean, 49ers is that team is, you know, is fucking mash unit basically. So I'm going to go Dallas on that one. Yeah. Um, I got to go Dallas. No question there. Uh, there's no Debo Samuel. So Ayuk will probably eat a little bit with San Fran. Um, San Fran would be a much better team if they would just stick to Raheem Mostert, but they want to try and, you know, run the ball with seven running backs a game. So <laughs> it's just not, not great for them. Um, yeah. <clears throat> another, uh, NFC East team, the Washington football team is hosting the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, Dwayne Haskins will be starting again. Because Alex Smith's uh, comeback tour has slowed due to an injury to his to the same leg that he had all those surgeries oh. to. So uh, Seattle at nine and four going into Washington at six and seven. What's that look like for you? Uh, EJ took the Seahawks on this one. Yeah. And uh, for me, I'm going to go Seahawks as well here. I haven't been picking them well. It seems like I picked them, they lose. I pick against them, they win. But I think they actually get this one done against a Washington team that's looked a lot better than we expected at the start of the season. But I still think Seahawks get it done. No doubt. I am with you guys. That is a sweep. I got Seattle too. Washington's defense has looked very good. Um, <clears throat> I just don't trust Haskins, man. I might play him yeah. on fantasy for three bucks on, on DraftKings or something like that, just in case, <laughs> because Seattle's secondary has been shit. And this could be his, hey, I should be your starter game. Um, and I wouldn't want yeah. to miss on that. So. But I'm still Seahawks on that. Um, we have a divisional game. Uh, Chicago Bears are going into Minnesota. Uh, Trubisky is going to be the starter, even though Foles is back from that uh that hen- head injury or neck injury that he had. Um, Minnesota looks to be pretty healthy. Um, and this game, it's also a one o'clock game. They're both six and seven. What you think? Uh, for this one, I'm going to uh, – EJ took the Vikings. I'm going to go Vikings as well here. Um, they've, they've looked uh, they've looked pretty good this season, surprisingly. I, I really thought that Stephon Diggs uh, uh, trade was going to hurt them a lot offensively, and they seem to still be clicking. And plus, fucking Dalvin Cook, man. Goddamn. I'm playing against him today too. I need him to, 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 to shit the bed big time, especially the way he's been playing the last couple weeks. <laughs> yeah, Dalvin Cook is something different, man. Um, yeah, but that Diggs, Diggs is uh, they were able to eat that because Jefferson, Justin Jefferson, the rookie, he came on and he's hot. Um, yeah, he's making a case. I mean, Herbert made a huge case, um, Thursday night and and throughout the season. Uh, but yeah, I think, um, man, it's in Minnesota, it's a divisional game. Chicago's defense, I think they can get it together. Um, I feel like Trubisky at the helm. Minnesota's defense is not that good. I'm going to take Chicago in this one and go a little different, uh, contrarian against you guys. Um, 
for that. Our next game is an AFC East matchup. We have the New England, the six and seven New England Patriots visiting the Miami Heat. Uh, Miami Heat, Miami Dolphins. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, the Dolphins are at eight and five right now. Uh, on this one, I'm gonna go Dolphins. Um, New England, they they they've been bad. They don't have nothing to play for anymore. They're, they uh, I think they're officially eliminated from the playoffs because of the loss um, uh, last week. Normally in a situation like this, I would actually be nervous for my Dolphins because they don't know how to win. But having a guy like Flores who, you know, is bringing a different kind of mentality to the to the team, the coaching staff, et cetera, I think they, they get it done. Defense has been playing well. The defense has been a fucking turnover machine. Um, the last, I think the thing, I think we've had a turnover in every game since like week 14 of last season. So, um, uh, and then, you know, camp's good for coughing it up. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go Dolphins. And uh, EJ took Dolphins as well. Uh, Gusecki is out. Uh, that just came nope. across. Let me go ahead and. But I'm going to go. I am going Miami <laughs> as well. But, um, yeah, yeah, interesting. Yeah, uh, I guess yeah. it's Jordan Smythe time. Okay. <laughs> sure. You guys don't yeah, have a running yeah. back. You guys don't have a tight end. This might, you know what? This might not be it. This might not be it, Chief. Um, yeah. All right, let's move on. Jacksonville, 1 and 12, going into Baltimore. Uh, they are starting Minshew. Uh, they've gotten, they've decided they're not going to continue the Mike Glennon experience. Which game is this? You said Jax versus uh, Baltimore. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go uh, Ravens. Nothing to see here. Um, EJ took the Ravens as well. Yep. Sweet. Too Have easy. The Ravens defense too. So I hope they, uh, hope they bring the pound game. Pause. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Um, we got a divisional NFC South matchup. The Tampa Bay Tom Brady Buccaneers um, are going into Atlanta. Uh, Atlanta has no Julio Jones, although a report came out that says he still wants to play, even though he had an injection. Um, oh man, <laughs> you laughing? <laughs> I'm thinking about last week when we were talking about Julio in the chat. He was saying, <laughs> "I was like." Julio's kind of feast or famine. You kind of knew that going in. You was like, yeah, but he hasn't had a chance to feed. <laughs> it's true, you know. He's, fucking, he's fucking injured. <laughs> fucking dude, man. His body's just not made for football. It is not. He's man, if you if you had made the playoffs, this would have been a rough week for you because you know Michael Thomas and no Julio. <laughs> that, that, that's how my years looked. <laughs> that's why I didn't make the playoffs, motherfucker. Oh. Uh, yeah, it's been a rough year for me, but I'm all right. I'm all right. Yeah, I get through it. Um, so yeah, so we got Arizona, Tampa Bay going into. I'm sorry, not Arizona, Tampa Bay going into Atlanta. Um, I'm rolling with Tampa Bay on this one. I think they get right. However, they will be. Uh, Fournette is going to be their starting running back because um, Ronald Jones is in COVID protocol. Yeah. I was planning on starting that motherfucker at flex. Oh, rough week for me. <laughs> mm. Um, 
Yeah, I'm going to go uh, Tampa Bay here as well. Uh, Atlanta's already bad, and then no Julio. That, that's, that's worse. So I'm going to go uh, Tampa Bay. But EJ actually took the Falcons. Okay. Yeah. I don't know about that. Not without Julio. Uh, Detroit Matt Stafford is going to go out there and play with some damaged uh, lung uh, or ribs, rather. Damaged ribs. Yeah. Uh, I read it was like he tore the cartilage between the ribs. I'm like, how the fuck did that even happen? <laughs> you have no you have no chance at the playoffs. Like, at what point do you just say, you know what? I don't need to prove that I'm fucking tough. <laughs> like, doesn't he have like a record, like like consecutive starts record or something? Or is, I know does. he had that for a while. I don't know if it got broken at some point. Maybe that's what it is. You know what's gonna get broken? His fucking ribs. <laughs> that's what's yeah. gonna get broken. And uh, his thumb is fucked up, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. And, yeah, he's had he's been battling that thumb issue too, and it's on his throwing hand, which is rough. Yeah, that's insane, man. Mm-hmm. Um, so Detroit is going into Tennessee. Uh, the Tannehill Titans. I am rolling with them. They're nine and four. Detroit is five and eight. But I just feel like Tennessee. I think Derrick Henry is going to run for about one hundred and seventy-two yards today. Yeah. Um, with you there, it's, it's a clean sweep. EJ took the Titans. I'm going Titans as well. Gotcha. I don't. I don't know why. I mean, we talk about this all the time when we do sports, like the the coaches, the team. Sometimes you got to save the player from themselves. This is your quarterback. Yeah, he's long in the tooth. Maybe he's only going to be there another year or two, but he's still going to be there another year or two. You got this motherfucker out there playing for nothing with fucked up ribs and uh, 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 a fucked up thumb on the throwing hand or whatever. You know, that's insane. With nothing to win. Nothing exactly. to gain. Either. It's not like we win this game and we go to the dance. You know, it's like we win right. this game and we just want another dance. I mean, another another game. Right, unless we, I mean, unless we there's some draft position by one spot. Yeah, unless there, yeah, no, unless there's something in his contract about playing, you know, which we don't yeah. know about. Who knows, right? Uh, but then even still, I guess at that point, that would be the team that would be like, "Nah, dog, we're gonna keep you safe." <laughs> right, <laughs> your safety's number one for us. <laughs> uh, <laughs> divisional game: Houston, uh, four and nine, going into Indy. Uh, nine and four. You said they're playing at Indy. They are playing in Indy. Yep. All right, I'm gonna take the Colts here. Yeah, I have to roll with the Colts. Um, I don't feel good about Deshaun. Still, uh, just because he doesn't have anybody to throw the ball to. Yep. And uh, EJ, he took the Colts as well. Yeah. They got Brandon Cooks, but that's about it. And Houston can't stop a nosebleed, so that run game and in, 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 uh, for Indy is going to be nice today. Yeah. Uh, Philadelphia, Jalen Hurts took over the helm, looked really good last uh, last week. He is to be starting again today. Uh, 4-8-1, they're going into Arizona, who is and 7-6. Uh, I'm rolling with Arizona. Uh, Kyler Murray is, uh, I think he's going to get it done today. I just hope he doesn't do too much with uh, DeAndre because I'm playing against him. Yeah, I got, I'm, I'm the opposite. I, I got DeAndre going, and Dave has Kyler Murray. So, oh. <laughs> so I need DeAndre to do some numbers so that way it gets kind of offset, you know, but Kyler can run too. So, um, 
I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Arizona. Easy. Yeah, and then EJ he went Philly. Uh, did he pick this game? Oh, he went Cardinals. Yeah, I'm looking for Arizona. I'm looking for Arizona, but he put Cardinals. <laughs> okay. Did he pick this game? Like, <laughs> all right. Clean sweep there. The 0 13 New York Jets uh, going into. Yeah, I'm just going to write it down. I'm not even going yeah. to guys. Uh, <laughs> they're going to play the Rams. Um, you know what? I got to get some bets in today. Some of these games look easy. I got to look at the spreads, though. Spreads might make it difficult. Um, <clears throat> this is going to be, I think, the game of the week. Um, it's an afternoon game. Kansas City going into New Orleans. I really wish Michael Thomas was healthy for this one just to see a better game, especially with Drew Brees coming back. Um, but Kansas City is 12-1. New Orleans is 10-3. and uh, We have seen Patrick Mahomes struggle in some weird spots, and I think this is one of the games he'll struggle in. I don't think Drew Brees is 100%. I'm still going to roll with Kansas City, but I don't think it's going to be the shootout that people expect it to be. Yeah, I I agree with you, man, but I'm going to go Chiefs as well. Like, I mean, we saw last week Mahomes threw three interceptions against the Dolphins, and they still put up 40 points, you know, and, and you know, with no Michael Thomas, Breeze coming off injury, I don't know if the Saints are going to score 40 points, and it seems like the, the number to beat KC is 40-plus. So I think KC gets it done. Yeah. And uh, EJ's on the Chiefs as well. I think Kamara's going to have 18 catches today, though. <laughs> that motherfucker's <laughs> everything. Oh, man. Um, all right, so then we have the night game today. Cleveland Browns, 9-4. and We'll be visiting the New York Giants, who are 5-8. and I'm going to go Cleveland here. Um, I don't know, Baker, it seems like uh, ever since that podcast when we were picking the Browns and you, you said uh, – Baker hasn't thrown a touchdown since like week five or some shit like that. I forget yeah. what the stat was. Like it's motherfucker's been rolling ever since then. <laughs> yeah, he decided it's time. <laughs> so I'm gonna go with the uh with the Browns. Browns, yep. I'm with you on that one, uh solely because I hate the Giants. Um and, and EJ also, took Danny Dimes. EJ took the nouns. He took the nouns the, actually. He's getting the, the, the noun the, however you say it. <laughs> Basically Browns, but yeah, uh, I wonder how Cleveland would look if Odell was still there. I've thought about that too. Like, would they be on this role? Would Baker be trying to feed him more? And then you know, all the stuff that's happening is not happening. You know, it's, it's interesting a thought experiment. But um, let's pick know. this last game and then let's talk about that because I want to talk about I wanted to talk about that and then I wanted to kind of tie that into Kyrie a little bit. Um. Pittsburgh going into Cincinnati. <laughs> Pittsburgh going into Cincinnati. Uh, Pittsburgh's eleven and two. Cincinnati's two ten and one. Uh, Cincinnati doesn't have Joe Burrow. Um, Steelers. Pittsburgh's coming off of two losses in a row. I think that's Pittsburgh across the board for us. Yeah, EJ took them as well. And do we need to pick the games for the next pod? Yeah, who's playing? Um... Well, we probably should do that in the chat because EJ didn't pick those. Yeah, we can do that in the chat. Okay. Um, 
So yeah, so Odell, if Odell was playing for the Browns, um, like you said, you know, does Diva Mode come out? Um, where he where you know, then Baker feels he has to force it to him. Um, I think that would be, you know, that'd be the case. They have a good thing going with you know the running game, and you know, I think it would be for Odell seeing Nick Chubb constantly getting the ball and then Kareem Hunt getting the ball and then him getting, you know, sprinkled in between uh, Jarvis Landry and everybody else. I don't know, man. I think his ego is too big to think team first. And I think that would be that would be having a negative impact on Cleveland. How do you feel? I definitely agree with that. Odell is not a team guy, in my opinion. He He's more of a, a me first kind of guy. And, you know, when you think about, like, especially, like, that kind of injury, he's not there on the sidelines, so he's not in the locker room. He's probably not even at the facility. He's, he's probably wherever he is doing therapy at to, to rehab. You know, uh, he, he might not even be in Cleveland for all we know. Um, So the, the locker room is different. The practices are different. You know, uh, uh, the options in the game is different because now we don't have this one big receiver that we got to feed all the time. I can spread it around. You know, I'm looking at my – at the third uh, 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 progression, you know, in in the uh, in the play, you know, I'm going to the check down instead of forcing it to Odell or whatever. These situations where I would throw it to the corner for Odell to try to get a one-handed touchdown, instead I'm handing it off to Chubb or to Hunt or whatever, you know. And so it it just makes things it it makes things different, you know. Um, and given the success that they've had since he's gone. And I believe he had asked for a trade or saying that he wanted to be traded or something after the season. I don't remember the circumstances, but I, I believe that I read he wanted out of Cleveland after this year was over, you know, and seeing how they've had success without him, that may be coming. Mm, careful what you wish for. Yeah. Careful what you wish for, because it could definitely happen. Yeah, I think the um, so I start to feel like the the stardom, you know, because of these cameras always on. You know, you got guys. You, I'm like LeBron, who know how to deal with it. He he remains professional. I mean, sometimes he does too much when he want to call himself a rap connoisseur, and you know he feels his need to get in front of the camera and rap. You know, um, you know different tracks and stuff on on Instagram, but that's harmless, right? You know, um, yeah. in comparison to some of these other guys. So he's professional. The stardom, I think, for him has done a good job. But I'm wondering, like. Is it just the stardom? Because we see, and Odell's been a diva from the beginning. Um, but we see like Kyrie. Like Kyrie was kind he was he was for the most part normal and quiet and just like I'm here to get the job done. He was a killer by himself up there losing. LeBron comes in, they get work, they win, you know what I'm saying? And then he starts to fucking he starts his down, you know, his plunge down off of the peak where you know, he wants to get out of Cleveland. He wants to show people, you know, do you think it's people in his ear? Do you think it's the stardom after winning? Like, um, cause it's just too much, man. It's too much. I think, I think it might be a little bit of both. And the reason why I say that is, is that Kyrie comes in a league. He's in Cleveland. Right. And once LeBron leaves, the media isn't focused on Cleveland like that. Right. Whereas in these other cities, like if you're in a New York, if you're in LA, and then he went to to uh, uh, to Boston, where the media market is bigger there. You know, more is expected of you as a as a player, where maybe you're doing more 
stuff in the community, more interviews and, and you know, you have to be out in the limelight a little bit more than you were used to in a city like a like a Cleveland or an OKC or whatever, you know, and maybe that kind of stuff, you know, went to his head. Um, but also, I don't know if he truly believes this or if he is just talking some shit to be controversial or, or whatever. But I don't know if you remember, Kyrie is one of those flat earth people who say the earth is flat, you know, mm-hmm. and so if if that's truly how he feels and what he believes, you, <laughs> you know what I mean? It, like, it, it, maybe it's not the media. Maybe he's just kind of out there, you know? Crazy as fuck. You know, he, he could be, uh, uh, you know, Dennis Rodman without the, the piercings and the fucking the hair. Yeah. Yeah. It's just weird because he took like this quick, quick turn, man. Like he went from, you know, just being a guy that was good, you know, um, a star, one of the best point guards in the league to this motherfucker was in Boston, saging the fucking arena, <laughs> the arena um, before the game, dog. And and being like and just like nothing like it was no like no big deal man it just when you posted that shit in the chat like i don't know I, in my mind i get i didn't see it i just saw what you wrote and i envisioned like maybe he was like in a locker room like burning some sage you know and then when i saw the video i'm like what the fuck like is he having like a seance or some shit what the fuck is going on <laughs> and i'm surprised they let him do that you know what i mean like I'm surprised they were like, okay, yeah, we're we're good with you, uh, um, saging the court. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it just seems it seems odd to me that they would allow him to to stage <laughs> sage the side yeah. of the court. You know, where people are going to be sitting. Like, everybody doesn't have whatever beliefs you have. You know, the same <laughs> that you might have. Um, you fucking psycho. It was uh, yeah, that, that shit was weird, man. Yeah, that man. shit was super fucking weird. Yeah, but you know, it's it's like a like a thing you had posted from your from your cop friend or whatever. NBA is it's made up of people from everyday society, man, and and some of these people are fucking like complete weirdos. The only difference is is that had they not been drafted into this huge fraternity where they have this huge spotlight and platform on social media and stuff like that we would never have to hear of the crazy shit that they think and believe in or whatever but because they are who they are a lot of this you know shit gets gets screamed uh, streamed to us you know on our phones and and tvs and things like that Kyrie's doing sage at the boston arena to you know Get rid of goblins that 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 sit in the one hundred section or whatever you know. You know? <laughs> Especially with nobody there, dog. <laughs> you ain't got no fucking fans there. Yeah, you know, and I mean, I don't know if they're gonna let him keep doing that shit, but I, I could imagine he's gonna do that shit somewhere, and there's gonna be somebody who's like allergic to sage. And they're gonna <laughs> sue the shit out of NBA. <laughs> right. Right. So that is just crazy, man. It's it's I don't know. I'm surprised it's it's insane. 
I'm surprised they look. Yo, speaking of crazy, I don't know if you were planning on talking about this, but let, let me bring it in just in case. Uh, Kobe's mother-in-law. Ooh, that's <laughs> Brian's mom. Yeah, dog, man. <laughs> Yo, money will change, motherfuckers. Let me tell you, dog. Everybody, oh man, everybody loves their family until money is involved. Yeah. So she, I yeah. saw, I did see that come across. She is suing Vanessa Bryant for what was it? Something like eleven years. She's saying uh, nineteen years of being a nanny and a personal assistant. And for the nanny, I think she said it was like six or seven days a week at a cost of, I believe the number is $96 an hour. Yeah, they're going to look at her like they looked at Trump in, in court. <laughs> like, that's called the grandma. <laughs> like, bitch, you don't look at Instagram. You don't see all these fucking, uh, these women out in the streets. Uh where do you think their kids are? Now, granted, you know, I, I don't think, you know, Vanessa was in the streets, obviously. But, um, right. but yeah, I mean, it's like, relax. What the hell's wrong with these people? Yo, yeah, she, the shit is crazy. And she says, uh, yeah, no doubt. She says um, something about how Kobe promised he would always take care of her. And, um, after Kobe died, Vanessa cut her off, and apparently, like she was like living at this house that uh that Kobe and Vanessa owned, where it was um the house is like near their current home in L.A., but uh uh I guess they didn't live in it, so they let her live there and like provided a vehicle for her, and she's saying that Vanessa like took the car, and um um you know the personal assistant bullshit. And then she needs money for uh, uh, communications for like her phone and all this kind of crazy shit. It's just, it's insane, man. It is in fucking insane. It's like you said, you know, money changes people. And I just, you know, I, I could imagine, like, just like you were talking about, like, that's called being a grandma or whatever. Like, I could imagine them going to court and ask, like, a lawyer asking, like, how do you differentiate your nannying responsibilities to just being a grandma you know spending time with the babies <laughs> right. <laughs> like right. that shit is it's oh that's so crazy man it is it is, it is insane yeah yeah it is um and and like i said it's just money and so you break that relationship with your family member and so you just you find uh you find a lawyer of some sort it seems this is what seems to me right Broke the relationship potentially with her. Found a lawyer that was probably like, hey, I got an idea. <laughs> I know how we can get you your money, you know, get you the money back. And I'm wondering yeah. if that's, you know, if that's what took place. Um, it's just bad, man. Bad business, man. And, like, you got to think about the relationship. You break the relationship now even further with your daughter and how that can also impact your relationship with your kid, with your grandkids, you know? That was the point I was just going to make is that like the grandkids grow up, they get a little bit older and they learn that at one of the lowest points in their mother's life where she's lost her husband and lost her daughter at the same time, 
in a super tragic way, right? She had to grieve publicly and still raise the kids that she got left. And granted, it'll it'll probably be easier for her than it would for me or you, just given the the resources that she has available to her, uh, given you know how much money Kobe made o- over a uh, over a career. But still, grieve nonetheless, right? And then you come and do this shit to our mom. You know, like how how is that gonna you know work with the with the the um the grandma grandchild dynamic? Like once those kids get a little bit older, where they see like you essentially tried to fuck my mom over while she was at one of the lowest points in her fucking life. You know. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and, and how old is uh the oldest? His oldest right now. Uh, I think Natalia is the oldest one. Is isn't she? Um. At the one who the one who passed was um Gianna. So, yeah. So she was the middle one. And so Natalia's seventeen, right? Okay. So imagine, right? She's she obviously has social media, right? She's watching TV. She, you know, she's seeing her her mother, her grandmother showing up on on you know on these shows. And so to what point, right? And we we blame we do blame her mother a lot, but you know. Do we also blame Vanessa from for not just wanting to go ahead and also shield her kids from this and just say, you know what, bitch, here, take this fucking million dollars and get the fuck out of our lives, you know, and keeping it off of the off of the news because they're going to be in the news enough, you know, for the rest of their lives. And and I hear what you're saying, and I and I think that that's part of the hope of people who sue, especially when it's like bullshit. You know what I mean? Yeah. You hope that the person would throw some money at you to to make it go away. And we were talking about it last night and um, me and my wife. And I was like, I wonder, because you, you remember like how Kobe had a bad dynamic with his dad. Um, I don't know if that ever got repaired or not or whatever, but I know there was like some friction there. And I think it was over him marrying Vanessa, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Um, and so I wonder if there was some kind of friction between Vanessa and her mom. And then because of the dynamic that Kobe had with his own family, Maybe that's why he was, you know, taking care of the mom or whatever. And now that he's gone, Vanessa's like, yeah, fuck that shit. You know, who knows? But re- regardless, man, I-, I think it's just, I think it's super fucked up or whatever. But to answer your question, I don't think that Vanessa should pay her off to make it go away. I think you try to shield your kids as much as you can from it while you deal with it. You know what I mean? And then, you know, once it's done, it's done. Um, the one thing I, I think that will be uh, um, a big thing is, you know, for the older daughter, Natalia, like you said, she's old enough. She, she has social media. She's probably knows that this shit's happening for the for the baby. You know, um, when that baby grows up and maybe wonders, how come I don't see grandma, even though she's alive or whatever? You know, you might have to have a conversation. But, you know, I don't think I don't think you pay her off to get rid of her because. That's just gonna have the next motherfucker come, you know. When the, you know, what's gonna happen when the gardener says, "Oh, Kobe said he was gonna always take care of me," and then you know, <laughs> you you see what I'm saying? Like you, you just you could end up starting a fucking train load of motherfuckers coming who always, you know, you made these promises to or whatever allegedly, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy, man. Mm-hmm. Women are crazy. Like dude. you said, though, money, man. The the money. It it changes it changes people and not just the motherfucker who got it, you know. So yeah. 
Yeah, people look for just look for a way, man. Just look for a way to fuck other people over. Yeah, it's fucked up. We live in a society, and then not only are we living in that society, but then you have these fucking, you know, these bullshit ass fucking lawyers that are, you know, helping this out. You know, helping helping mm-hmm. people out with these types of fucking um, lawsuits and shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy, man. Yeah. You know, and people talk about reforming the legal system to, um, like, whenever you hear people talk about, like, tort reform, they're mm-hmm. talking about, like, reforming, like, frivolous lawsuits and things like that. But then you start getting into the weeds of, well, what's frivolous and what's not, you know? And a lot of times what ends up happening is, is that they, whenever they make these, these new tort laws, they don't end up reforming, like saying you can't sue for this bullshit. What they end up doing is just changing the amounts you can get. So, you know, you might be in like in Texas, for example, where something can happen to you and it's legit and you sue and maybe the jury awards you $10 million. And then because Texas has this this tort law that says for a lawsuit, you can't get more than 500 grand. The judge says, OK, the jury's found for you. But under the laws of Texas, you only get 500,000. So I'm reducing your $10 million judgment to 500 grand. And then boom, you walk away with half a million dollars, even though, you know, you went to the hospital to get your leg amputated and they cut off the wrong leg, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Or something else. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, What else do we have on the docket? Um, I wanted to talk to EJ about it, uh, but I've been noticing... I'm wondering if it's just holiday time. I've been seeing some statuses changing on Facebook in a relationship with. And, um, you know, probably better suited for EJ. In this day and age, do you change that? That how, When do you change that Facebook status? Like, do you change that Facebook status after a couple of dates? Are people still having that conversation? Um, you know, the conversation to say, you know, we're a thing, what are we, you're my, you're mine, whatever, um, or is it just like after a couple times where you slide up in the guts, or the first time where, 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 you know, you get in there that, uh, that that changes, you know, um, but that was going to be a question that I had for him, and it's unfortunate that he's not here to assist with that. Yeah, I think that definitely would have been a good question for him, because when these kinds of, uh, uh, questions or became a thing. You know, I was already married and out of the game, so I never had to worry about, you know, should I change my relationship status? You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> so, um, and shit, I actually don't even know if I ever did that on, on my social media. I, I, I'm not sure. I think it might be whatever it's set to when you create the account, but I don't know. But, um, but yeah, man, I think that's something, that's something new, you know? Like, it almost, like, um, you ever watch like a like a TV show or a movie and, and like they go on a date and like on the first date the person's talking about wanting kids and being married and like oh this motherfucker's crazy. Like, yeah. you know, is that kind of the same concept with social media where it's like, oh, we went on the first date and this motherfucker changed their profile to say, you know, in a relationship. <laughs> a relationship. So I gotta back away. <laughs> right. The first time the first time you pay, <laughs> we're in a relationship. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, you know. Yeah, social media just makes it um it makes things complicated, man. I, I watched a uh, documentary on HBO a, like a year or so ago. Um I can't even remember the name of it, but it was basically talking about 
like the kind of pressure that social media creates for young people when it comes to dating, you know, and like some of the expectations they have and, and things like that, you know. And they had this one girl, um, the people in there were like all like college age and some people who probably were like, you know, mid twenties, maybe early thirties or whatever. Right. And, you know, one of the younger girls they were talking to, she was like, you know, even when she's had sex with a guy, she was like, she's having like anxiety, like while it's happening because she's thinking about how she looks to him, like as you know, while, while he's looking down at her, you know, he's on top or whatever. Is she mm-hmm. not looking good? Like, it's like you know, is her makeup okay or whatever because of how these kids feel like they have to present themselves on social media, where you know everything's you know got to be looking crisp and filtered and you know makeup you know on point and all that kind of shit, you know. And I'm like, damn, yo, like that just seems like crazy to me. You know, Seems but like I didn't grow up. About. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and um it was it was interesting. I, I'm gonna find the name of that shit and post it in the uh, in the chat. It was an interesting documentary. But um, you know, um so yeah, man, I think I think it's probably it's probably tough for these people dating in a in a social media environment, but you know, I'm glad I didn't have to go through that shit. <laughs> yeah, I'd have to assume, you know, being a man that <laughs> The last thing somebody's thinking about when they're looking out, looking down at you, is uh, is your makeup okay? Right. Like, <laughs> I promise you, there's never been a nigga that's like, oh shit, I'm done. I can't. I just can't do this with you with your fucking makeup like that. Jeez, yeah. that damn wingtip. You know how to contour? <laughs> right. <laughs> it's just out of control, man. But yeah, it, yeah, you know, uh, these kids do have it a little bit, a little bit challenging, man. And their access is even, even more to other individuals, like for cheating and shit, with, uh, yeah. with all the social media and you know the ability to send pictures and shit like that is just, it's just crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, I think that pretty much sums up our topics list, right? Let me see. Tenant, uh, da, 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 NFL picks, what to watch. Um, politics. We got anything, anything, um, that has changed? Uh, I know we last time we recorded was before the, um, uh, electoral votes, right? Electoral college votes, right? Yeah. We recorded no. there. No. Yeah. It was before. They, they they met on, on Monday, on the 14th. Yeah, okay. so it was before. The day before. Alright, so what, uh, what's what been going on since then? Anything anything of note? Um, since then, basically, the uh, the Electoral College, they met on uh, Monday and uh, officially uh, made Joe Biden and Kamala Harris the uh, president and vice president-elect. Um, Mitch McConnell, the uh, Republican leader in the Senate, has now recognized uh, uh, Biden and Kamala as the uh, as the winners. Um, uh, since then, I think things with Trump has gotten a little bit crazier, a little scarier. I, I don't, I still don't think anything's going to happen here, but it's crazy that we have to even consider it. You know where. Um, 
he's still not accepting the uh, the results of the election. There's really? been talk, uh, yeah, in the, in the New York Times, um, uh, or before I even get to that, he's talked about how January 6th is really like the key date when the Congress has to review the, uh, the results of the Electoral College. And he's telling his supporters this, but it's not really anything that's going to happen. Essentially, what's going to happen is the Congress is going to read the votes uh, from the Electoral College. They go state by state in alphabetical order. Any member can object to the results. Um, uh, if they object, they have to have one member from the House, one member from the Senate. If you get an objection that has a member from both, they break out into a session with, a session with the House and a session with the Senate to review these claims. And then they take a vote. The Democrats on the on the uh, on the uh, on the House side are going to vote it down. They control the House. Nothing to see here. On the Republican side, it's likely to be on, on on the Senate side, I should say, which is controlled by Republicans. It's likely to be voted down. But even if it's not, if both sides don't agree, then the Constitution essentially says you go back to what the results were from the Electoral College. So nothing's going to change. Um, but Trump also met with Sidney Powell. She's one of his lawyers who they ended up firing, but he's still meeting with her, who's like spouting all these conspiracy theories. He's talked about making her like some kind of special counsel to review voting irregularities, which there are none. Um, Michael Flynn, the uh, general who was his national security advisor, who Trump pardoned a few weeks ago, has been mm -hmm. talking about how Trump should declare martial law and then send the military into the swing states to run a new election and all this kind of thing like that. So that's the thing where I'm saying like, you know, the shit is getting to a, to a crazy point. And the problem is, in my opinion, is that besides like people in media, you know, calling him out for this shit, people who are like elected officials aren't saying anything. It's like, oh, he's just blowing off steam. This is, this, this is absurd. It's never gonna happen. And I'm like, you know, this guy is president, you know, like, he has some power, like the, the shit he's saying he, he's going to do or he wants to do is illegal, right? Right. But does somebody stop him? And then people say the courts were never allowed it to happen, you know? And there's the saying back in the, uh, um, I think it happened in the 40s um, when, I'm not sure what year happened, but the president did something. And um, the Supreme Court basically said he couldn't do it. And then the president says, um, so is the chief justice going to send his army to stop me or something like that, you know? Because mm -hmm. the, the Supreme Court's enforcement mechanism is just us believing in the system. The court <laughs> said this is illegal, so we say, okay, we can't do that. You know, right. but what if the court say, hey, you can't do it? And he says, yeah, okay, so stop me. <laughs> you, know? right. you, you wrote this piece of paper that says I can't do it. Okay, I got yeah. control of the nuclear weapons. Now what? Yeah, boogie boogie boo. I've got the codes, nigga. <laughs> change them shit. So psycho. So that part is scary. Even that would like, you know, speaking of the nuclear codes, um, there's been talk of what's gonna happen on inauguration day um with the nuclear football. So there's a military aide that goes everywhere with the president and the vice president. They have this satchel they carry, and it's called the uh the 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 football. And it basically allows the president to be able to launch a, a, a nuclear strike from anywhere on the planet, you know, whatever, whatever. And this person goes everywhere with the president. Now, Trump has said that he's not going to go to the inauguration. I don't know if that's true or not, but, you know, assuming that he doesn't, 
what the fuck's going to happen with the nuclear football? Because that's something that happens at the inauguration, but it happens behind the scenes. It's not something that we see where basically the football is handed off or whatever. The morning of the uh, of the uh, inauguration, there's like a, a secret meeting or whatever that happens with the um, with the new incoming president where they give them this thing. They call it the biscuit. I don't know where to get these fucking names for these things. But the biscuit is basically this this card that the president carries everywhere he goes that has the nuclear codes on it. You know what I mean? Right. And and um and then once they have the inauguration, then the nuclear football, the, the satchel that the military aid carry, that's handed off to like the new guy who's gonna be with uh the new president or whatever. But if Trump doesn't go to the inauguration, that means that his nuclear football is gonna be wherever the fuck he's at, you know. And so, you know, we don't know. The Defense Department says that they have a content, they're prepared for these kinds of things. We know that there are three nuclear footballs, at least, because the president has one, the vice president has one, and then there's a third one for the designated survivor. So just in case, like, the unthinkable happens, whoever that person is that they put off in hiding somewhere to take over in case everybody gets blown the fuck up, you know? But... You know, we know that there are at least three, but if there's a fourth one, you know, maybe that's the one they'll give to Biden until, you know, they can, you know, take the shit away from whoever's with Trump or what. I don't know. But it's just, it's these kinds of things that this guy has done that we have to now, we have to game plan for, you know? He's like a fucking child, dog. Yeah. He's like a child. Yeah. Man. They need to put his ass under arrest. I know Biden, uh, Biden ain't for that, but. Um, if he gets out of control, oh, by the way, Ezekiel Elliott is out today. Okay. Um, I know you asked about that earlier. Might need to put his ass under arrest if he start acting crazy after, uh, <laughs> after our round inauguration day. Yeah. It's just, it's going to be, you know, I don't know, man. It's, it's going to be an interesting time. You got millions of people who believe that the election was fraudulent and, you know, um, um, they having these quote unquote stop the steal rallies and shit. People yeah. are getting stabbed and all, you know. So I think people are, they need to. It seems like Biden's thinking is, I'm not going to address this shit because I don't want to give it any more attention than it's already getting. We already know it's bullshit. You know, nothing's going to happen, blah, 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 blah. And there are other people saying, yo, this shit's serious, man. And this guy's a threat to democracy and like more needs to be said about it to make people understand the seriousness of it instead of thinking like, oh, it's just Trump being Trump. You know, boys will be boys. Right. It's okay. He'll get over it. He's just coping right now. Right. He's blowing off steam or whatever. And it's like, he's a fucking 74 year old man who's the president who has the nuclear codes in his pocket or whatever. Like, what the fuck? You know, we shouldn't be giving him six weeks to blow off steam or whatever. Like, the country's business still needs to be done. Like these vaccines are come out and, and 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 they're being distributed all around the country or whatever. And I think this dude has said two, maybe three things about COVID since the election. It's all about the election was stolen, it was stolen, it was stolen, it was stolen. It's you know, it's almost like he's not even being president anymore, which I, I would argue he never was, but still, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I i mean, I haven't seen him, quite right. frankly. I haven't seen him around. You would think that he would still be popping up and saying, hey, niggas is dying, <laughs> you know. 
But um, exactly, and then even when we hit some of the milestones, like we when we hit three hundred thousand deaths, you know, uh, uh, seventeen million overall cases or whatever, you know, the vaccine coming out, and a lot of people giving that that thing that he started that Operation Warp Speed shit, a lot of credit for getting these vaccines out so fast. So you would think he would at least come out and take a victory lap, you know. But right. his whole thing has been, how do I steal the election? How do I essentially, you know, uh, 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 do a coup? Take back America again? Yeah. Yeah. So. He, he's uh, He's got a problem, man. Yeah. And then the other thing, uh, big thing in, in uh, politics happening is the Congress says they're getting near to passing another relief bill. It'll be just under a trillion dollars. They're thinking they'll probably vote either tomorrow or Tuesday. Uh, some of the highlights in it is that um, there will be a new round of unemployment uh, assistance. Um, last time that unemployment assistance was $600 additional uh, on top of whatever you got from your state unemployment. And this time um, it'll be $300. So they, they cut it in half. Um Sorry about that. I had I had it on my phone. I took a screenshot of it. I was trying to be precise here, but I can't find it for some reason. I thought it was yeah, so anyway. Six hundred dollars per per person, three hundred per kid, is that right? Yeah. So for the direct payments, <laughs> it's um it would be right? <laughs> <laughs> for the direct payments, the last go around it was twelve hundred dollars for adults under a certain income threshold and $500 for children. This go around, it will be $600 across the board for adults and children, um, which is fucking insane, man. Like, people are hurting out here, and they're sending you 600 bucks. You know, like, I don't, I don't get our government, man. Um, and then there's money for states for, like, you know, vaccine distribution and, and uh, uh, testing and, and that kind of thing like that. So, but for the stuff that most people care about, which would be the additional, the additional um, unemployment benefits, it would be an additional three hundred bucks on top of whatever you get from your state, and then uh, the six hundred bucks in direct payments for adults and children. There was something else too for um, uh, for businesses, right? They were they were yeah, a- they're giving additional uh, money for that PPP program um they're they're adding in like an additional i think it was like 300 billion dollars for that program which they need to get that shit under control i don't know if they're going to do it this time but uh we had talked about a little bit before like how um like tom brady's company had got a ppp loan and you know people were saying like you know i we get it that these things are for businesses right to be able to keep their people employed but we're not you know, I, the the idea of the program was for, you know, you started a restaurant and you and you have like, you know, two restaurants and you've had to shut down because of COVID. So yeah, okay, I can get this PPP loan and keep paying my people so they can feed their families and shit like that, right? Not mm-hmm. for somebody who's already rich as fuck to mm-hmm. get money from the government to keep their business. Like, why can't they do that shit on their own if they're already super rich, you know? And like, like the Lakers got a fucking PPP loan when when the program came out the first time, and then once it came out in the media, they gave the money back, which obviously shows you they don't need it. You know what I mean? And right. so, I, 
you know, that's the problem I have with the program is that I feel like it was intended to be used a certain way. And that's not the way that it's being used when you have these fucking uh, uh, extremely rich individuals or businesses themselves that are taking money out of this fucking program, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, I I think that would obviously be for small businesses, right? We would assume that that, that they would uh, allocate it to small businesses now at this point, and they should probably look at, um, you know, the size of the business, the potential earnings, and, and really what the earnings were for, you know, maybe look at quarter three or quarter four earnings reports. Mm-hmm. Well, I would hope they do that, but, you know, this is the Congress, and one of the reasons this bill is coming up is that Congress was supposed to actually leave on Friday for their Christmas uh, uh, vacation, right. but they're still in town because they're trying to get this this fucking bill passed or whatever. There's an old saying in politics where um, they say like the politicians they can smell the jet fuel burning. They're trying to get back home. You know what I mean? Um, which is fucking crazy that we've even joke about shit like that because like we literally hire these motherfuckers. We hire them. We pay their salaries. We pay for the travel you know, to do our business and they're like, yo, we got to pass something quick. I got to get the fuck out of here. You know yeah. Time's up, <laughs> bro. Yeah, and that's just seen, that's just seen as okay, you know. Senator uh, Senator James Inhofe, Republican from Oklahoma, he was giving a speech on the Senate floor on either Thursday or Friday and he said in part of his speech that they need to get whatever these issues is with this bill worked out so they can vote on it by Friday because if they don't get it done by Friday, they're going to have to vote on it without him because Saturday is him and his wife's him and his wife, uh, their 61st uh, wedding anniversary and he's going to be home with his wife and it's like, people are like, oh this guy really loves his wife and I'm like yo, we gave you a fucking job to do, dude. If you didn't want to be the senator from Oklahoma, you shouldn't have fucking ran. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I, I don't look at it like, oh, this guy just loves his wife 60 years. Oh, that's so sweet. Fuck that. You He's know what so I'm saying? <laughs> so dedicated to his wife. Piece of shit. Like, that's the kind of shit that, that bothers me is that, you know, they get to do shit like that where it's just like, you know, and it's not like Congress works a lot, right? You know, how, you know how much the Congress works? Tell me. They... The Congress is. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. I got my. Uh, I got an ear pod. You give me a low battery alert. I got. I got one on the charger though. <laughs> but um. <laughs> but uh. <laughs> the Congress. There's 365 days in a year. 366 on a leap year. The Congress works about 180 to maybe 240 days a year. And the rest of the time they're off. They fucking they take the whole when they take their they take a Congress comes into session. The session starts on July third when they all get sworn in. They get sworn in. They're in session for about a week or two, and then they go on recess around the time Martin Luther King, and they don't come back to February. And so they'll be in session for like a few weeks, and then they take a few weeks off. Now they'll tell you even when they're out of session, they're still working. They say, we're back in our districts, we're having town halls, and we're meeting with the people, pressing the flesh, you know, seeing what's happening in the communities, so that way when we come back, 
we can do all this work to solve these problems, right? But I mean, you've been a citizen for thirty some <laughs> years. How many fucking town halls have you seen? You right. know, in your community. Survey <laughs> says. <laughs> so, you know, it's just it's crazy, man. It's cra- they they don't they don't do that much. They take the whole month of July off. They come back in fucking August. They work like two weeks, and then they go back on for another two weeks, and don't come back until after Labor Day. And then they come back after Labor Day, and they work until about the first uh, week, first couple days of October. And then they're off again, because especially in election year, they're off the rest of October to go campaign for re-election and shit. You know, it's, it's crazy the amount of work that they actually do, and then they're always itching to get the fuck out of Dodge. Yeah, and what what are their what are their salaries? Um, the Proximity. the regular ranking the rank and file people they make uh, about I believe the number is like one hundred and seventy four thousand a year. Hmm. And if you are a member of the leadership, so like you're like the majority leader, minority leader, they make like one, like ninety. They make like an extra twenty or thirty thousand dollars above what the normal salary is for being a member of leadership. And then the yeah. speaker, um, the speaker of the house makes the speaker and the pro temp, which is the person who's in charge of the Senate, um, make, I think, an additional like 20,000 on top of that additional 30 that the leadership makes. Hmm. So most members make 174,000 and then people of leadership make about 190, maybe 200 thereabout. And then the speaker, the leader of the Senate in the, in the, uh, 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 in the house, make about two twenty something. Shit. Yeah. I don't even want to talk. That makes me wonder. Makes me wonder. Meanwhile, <laughs> here we are. Yeah. Oh man. And that's just the salary they make in Congress. I mean, these motherfuckers. Some of them write books. You know, most the average. The average um, congressperson, or they're like most of them are millionaires. You know, they write books, they get paid speeches. Um, a lot of them have uh, individual stock investments, which is what's been going on with these two in Georgia. Um, we found out that they were making some trades, you know, with information that they got from the coronavirus briefing, um, like Kelly Loeffler, the, the 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 Georgia senator. In February, she got a, a classified COVID briefing. And then later that day or the next day or something like that, she all of a sudden sold all these hotel stocks she had. It's almost like she knew something was going to happen. Oh, <laughs> surprise, surprise. And not only that, she sold the, 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 the hotel stocks and then bought into these telecommunication stocks that focused on work from home shit, like, like a, mm-hmm. a, a Zoom and shit like that. You know? <laughs> so either this chick is just great at fucking buying stocks or... You know, she's trading on 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 non-public information, but you know, some of that shit is not not illegal for some reason. You know, maybe she's just that smart, Barry. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, um, it's shit like that. You know that that uh, they do like mostly like she. I think she is the richest person in Congress, Kelly Loeffler. She's worth like eight hundred million dollars or something like that. Oh my lord! Yeah. Some of them people, some of them are insanely wow, these motherfuckers. 
Well, I just got the email from Amazon telling me my package was delivered. I ain't hear nobody knock on my door. I'm sitting right next to the motherfucker. <laughs> so, uh, of, course, of course not. If if you knock, you might open the door. <laughs> God damn. But um, but yeah, man. You know, like she's worth like eight hundred million dollars. Mitt Romney's worth like four hundred million. That dude, Daryl Issa, he's a congressman from California. He's mm-hmm. worth like two hundred million dollars. You know, so most of it, it, it's easy why. They think like you know they don't understand how money works. So for them, when uh when they passed the twelve the stimulus that we got when it was like twelve hundred bucks, Steve Mnuchin, who's the Treasury Secretary, who's worth like three or four hundred million dollars, he's a, a big banking finance guy. Before Trump made him Treasury Secretary, when people were saying like twelve hundred dollars, what the fuck? He was like, people should be able to live, should be able to use that twelve hundred dollars for about a period of about ten weeks, and it's like. You know how much rent is though? Like, <laughs> $120 a week. <laughs> Sounds about right. You should $1,200 should last about 10 weeks. And it's like, even if you take that, you know, that theory, even though it's complete bullshit, 10 weeks is like two and a half months. They passed that stimulus back in April. It's fucking December now. It's been six months now. You right. know what I'm <laughs> so it's like you you like six months late, dude. On on the next round, and then you cut the next round in half. Damn. What it what is like to be rich, huh? Yeah. To look at people and be like, oh, they're just irresponsible. Yeah. If they if they weren't so irresponsible with their money, they could have a chef. <laughs> they could have a chef. Exactly. <laughs> right. Right. They could have a chef. They'd be able to live off of twelve hundred bucks. <laughs> mm. So all right, crazy, well, man, but yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I think that is all we have to cover today. We are over, which means EJ is gonna message me and be like, "You gotta edit it. You gotta <laughs> cut it." <laughs> and uh, I need to bark at these people to see why it's not letting us fucking record directly to Facebook because I'm going to need some money back if they can't get this shit fixed. If I had to guess, I would say Facebook's coming out with its own version of Live, So they're like, we ain't letting you record on our shit. <laughs> Just right. like how you know, everything, anytime somebody in social media makes something, Facebook makes it. Yeah. Yeah. But there is a way to go straight to YouTube, so I'm going to look at that and see um, how we can do that, too. Or, you know, there's some other there's some other options for us, but we'll get on that. Yeah. Um, so I think without further ado, since we are done, there's nothing additional for us to talk about. If you will, go ahead and take us up out <clears> of <throat> All right, everybody. Uh, definitely thank you for joining us on the latest episode of the Cast Worthy Podcast. We definitely appreciate all the support and love that you guys have shown uh, this podcast. Uh, don't forget to like, comment, share, subscribe, follow. Uh, tell a friend to tell a friend. Let's grow the audience. Um, also, I want to send a special message out to all you moms out there. Um, 
just in case at some point in your life you do become rich, you should probably start keeping your grandma receipts just in case you get sued. Never know how handy those will come in. <laughs> you don't think you need them until you need them. <laughs> so, um, but anyway, you know, all, all jokes aside, uh, everybody, please try to stay safe. If you got to go out, uh, wear a mask, uh, social distance. If you can avoid uh, uh, going out places, the vaccine is out. Uh, the second vaccine by Moderna was approved by the FDA on Friday. So, um, you know, the light is at the end of the tunnel. But, you know, normal folks like us, we probably aren't getting the vaccine until like March, April timeframe since they're doing essential workers, people in healthcare, et cetera, et cetera. So don't think that just because there's a vaccine out there that, you know, everything is all is all over. Um, um, you know, I know it's tough, but just try to keep doing the things that you've been doing to keep yourself and your family uh, uh, safe. And we're almost over. We're going to get through this thing. Um, maybe it'd be one of those things we laugh and joke about you know, years from now, whatever, but, uh, uh we're gonna, we're gonna get there. Um, but anyway, again, thank you guys for listening, for watching, and, uh, we will see you on the uh, next one. You can check out the podcast anywhere you get your podcast, whether it's, uh, Spreaker, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube. Um, you can check out our website, which is www.castworthy.com. All the previous episodes loaded there. They're also loaded on your, on your podcasting, uh, platforms. Uh, just search Castworthy. All of our social media, we're at Castworthy, except for Instagram, where it's at Castworthy underscore podcast. We will see you guys on the next one. Please stay safe. Wear a mask. Well, we love you. Peace. Peace. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.